This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking with Dr. Susan Turney, the new CEO of the Medical Group Management Association. Thanks so much for joining us today, Dr. Turney. Uh, Thank you for asking me to join you. For starters, why don't you briefly describe MGMA, its members, and its mission for us? Many of you already know, but MGMA, ACMPE, is the largest, oldest, and it's the most respected professional membership organization for those who lead and manage our medical practices. We do have about 23,000 members, and that represents just under 14,000 groups and about 280,000 practicing physicians, which do deliver about 40% of the healthcare in the United States. Our, our role really is to improve the performance of medical practices. We try to connect our members. We build partnerships. We do provide innovative solutions. And we also set the standards for certification and advocate for our physician practices. Tell us a bit about your background and why you decided to take on this new leadership role at MGMA. I'm really all about the patient. For those of you who don't know me, I've been a practicing physician and was at a large group practice in Wisconsin for about 25 years. So I understand what it's like to be face-to-face with a patient. I also was an administrator while I was at uh, my group practice and understood the issues that the business side of medicine has to deal with and worked real hard to bridge the gap that exists between the clinical and the business side of, of the medical practice. The last seven years I've been at another medical association and what that helped me in building my career coming to MGMA is understanding the needs of membership organizations and really figuring out how to prioritize the issues and provide them with the tools that they need to best manage their medical practices. So I'm now here. I'm building on a very successful organization and I'm really excited with what we have to offer and uh, all the changes that are taking place in healthcare right now to really uh, do what we need to do for our medical practice executives. What do you see as the biggest healthcare information privacy and security challenges that members of your association now face, and how can MGMA help its members tackle those issues? This is really a, a, a tough area, and it's a tough area because the most important thing that we can do is really protect patients' information. We know that there has been expanded privacy and security provisions in the HITECH Act, and that there's also increased enforcement action on the part of the Office for Civil Rights. Our groups really face increasingly challenging needs to protect that patient information. There are the high-tech breach notification requirements. There are changes that practices need to make with regard to their business associates, and they also have to comply with the accounting of disclosure regulations. And this is onerous for practices because they have to understand the rules and they have to comply with the requirements, but they also need to make sure that their technology is meeting their needs and they have to work with their vendors to make certain that that's the case. They also have to have an organization-wide data strategy and they have to implement them in a way so that the technical solutions are really solving what they need to solve, which is to protect the patient information. We have been very active in educating our members on these various privacy components of the HITECH Act. And we also have provided, through a partnership with uh, HIMSS, to produce the online privacy and security toolkit for small providers, 
um, this is something that they can use in their practices to help them in this journey and making sure that they are doing what they need to do to, to protect patient information. For clinics that are implementing their very first electronic health record system, what essential steps should they be taking to ensure that this newly digitized information remains secure? Well, the use of the, the information is extremely important, and practices are adopting electronic health records and other health information technologies to make sure that they're running their practices more efficiently, more effectively, and getting the information to the physician at the point of care. In that process, however, in moving to the electronic health records, complying with these existing and the new regulations really takes some specialized expertise and also these are expensive solutions in trying to ensure that you have the technical capability to protect the information that exists within the electronic health records. We're, we're in a very new environment, and we have to make sure that the clinics protect themselves, not just from the government enforcement activities, but also make sure that they do have the policies and procedures in their practices to protect patient information from any improper disclosure. However, people need to use that data, so we have to have ways that physicians and others in the practice have the information and it is accessible to them at the time that they need to access the information. They need to make sure that they work with their vendors to have the appropriate technical security solutions. And again, I can't emphasize it enough, comprehensive and ongoing staff training is extremely important. It's really essential that people understand the reasons why they have to have safeguards in place and that it's absolutely essential to protect that information. It's critical that that happen. What do you see as some of the most important steps that clinics can take to help prevent breaches and also to prepare to detect breaches and notify those affected? Information is available through technology in so many ways right now, and it's no longer just at the desktop, but clinicians are carrying around iPads, other handheld devices, laptops. So these things are not attached to the desk they're out on the floor moving with the practitioner. So we have to be very careful, one, to ensure that when these different types of equipment that provide access to information are out with the practitioner, that the data that exists within them is encrypted at rest and in transit. That is a good way to protect the information that's in the tool. Also, the policies and procedures that do exist within a practice need to be able to look at ways where they can identify some potential threats that could occur. They have to understand that when breaches occur that they need to identify and correct the problem. And they also need to clearly understand that if a breach should occur that they have, the practices have responsibility in duly informing those who have been affected. We know right now that there have been about 370 healthcare organizations that have reported data breaches. This is very serious, and I know that practices take this very seriously. But when this does occur and there is a breach in information and it's released inappropriately, you have to notify HHS immediately and also alert local media. But the more important thing is you have to notify the patients themselves and make sure that the patient is informed on how they can help mitigate any harm that may be caused as a result of this breach. Finally, I understand that you chaired the Wisconsin Statewide Health Information Network. 
based on your experience with that effort, what do you see as the key privacy and security challenges that health information exchanges must, must address, and uh, how does that affect uh, your members at MGMA? Again, the most important thing is that people understand that they have an obligation and a duty to protect patients' privacy and security, and again, ensure that practices have in place ways to protect the information that exists within the technology, have ways to identify any opportunities for breach of that information, make sure that the information goes to those that have a need to know, but in the event that something adverse happens and some information is released, that they have a procedure to notify those who have a need to know and then go back and take corrective action to ensure that that does not happen again. Well, thanks very much. We've been talking today with Dr. Susan Turney of MGMA. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.HealthCareInfoSecurity.com.